What's going on, folks? Episode 13 of the Be More Today show. We're back. We're back. We are back. It's so glad to be with you guys again. Another week has gone by, and we're still here, folks. We're still grinding out, still doing our thing, still trying to be more every single day, and I'm glad that you guys are continuing to follow us and listen to our show. My co-host in the building, BMT's music producer and my friend, Terrence Farrell. What's going on, Terrence? Man, everything is good, man. Everything is real good. Uh, it's been a crazy kind of a week, dude. Oh uh, man, has it? Has it? Yeah. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I don't want to go too far into it, but literally everywhere. No matter if you're in New York or mm-hmm. in, I know you're in Queens, but anywhere in New York and you know Los Angeles, uh, Minneapolis, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff happening in terms of controversy and a lot of emotions were brought up this week um, for a number of reasons, from uh, George Floyd to to others and my quotation for today is no different um, than every other week it's from Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. MLK Jr. and the quotation is the ultimate measure of a person is not where one stands in moments of comfort and convenience but where one stands in times of challenge and controversy uh, we've seen a number of people do and respond differently to the events that have been happening uh, socially in, in this country um, from riots that have been peaceful to riots that have been non-peaceful. Um, and I got to say, there are people of every color and race out there uh, um, supporting, promoting. Um, and the <laughs> introduction of the camera phone has changed the scope of how the narrative has been told. Uh, it's been very, very interesting uh, watching social media posts go up about one person saying something and then a completely different story being portrayed with the camera that showed what's actually going on. Um, you know, for, for years, we didn't really have these technologies at our disposal. And if we did, you know, there were one account. But when numerous accounts are happening in various places across the country, I think it's only uh, 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 obvious that people are going to be outraged. And, you know, I don't know where everyone stands on this clearly, but uh, whether you're black, white, Puerto Rican or Asian, you know, our country has dysfunction. Um, our country needs to work on its, its, its ability to relate to each other and to communicate better and to love better and to look past our racial divides. Um, but the one thing I will say is that, like MLK says, during this time, um, you know, when you have controversy and challenges, we just have to make sure that we stand and that we stand together. Um, and our character is going to be ch- challenged, our, our thoughts about how we see each other and how we see our world, how we raise our kids all these things are going to be challenged. And, you know, my five-year-old girl asked me questions about colors of her skin versus her classmates already. And she's five years old. Um, so we're, we're living in a world that, that seems scary. But literally, if we all just come together and put our differences aside and just make this world a better place, it can be different. But, yes, the, the, the narrative has to be different. And, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Terrence. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big conversation, clearly. But I kind of wanted to just start talking about it just based on this quotation alone. What are your thoughts for about this week's events? I mean, this thought, this week took me through a range of emotions from anger to uh, helplessness because it's like, I want to do, but what do you do? And, you know, and then even the way some people uh, portrayed their their frustration or their anger uh, angered me because it was just, it seemed very, 
at points random when it when it got out of control it was just out of control and if you were in the area you were potentially hurt or you know and so it just it saddened me it angered me it made me go back to you know my spirituality it just it did all of these things but you're absolutely right i mean i've heard a person say that when you squeeze the fruit then you see the juice that comes out whatever's inside when you put pressure on it that's what comes out if 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 ugliness is inside that's what's coming out if if you know if there's good inside that's what's coming out so i just challenge everybody to take care of your insides because what you say and once you apply pressure whatever's on the inside is coming out yeah yeah we're gonna have a whole show i think on this at some point in time i didn't want to make this show that show yeah we'll have a whole show kind of based on just like the the issues that are happening in our country and you know how we can kind of be more to to, to just be better people and to, and to move forward uh, from these outdated thoughts of how people should be and are. And it's a mess, but I'm just glad that we're safe here in New York and you're safe in Queens. And um, for those who are out there, just be safe, folks, and just be safe, please. Um, today, we have a very special guest. He is uh, a friend, uh, a former patient, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that because I, I, I kind of get excited when I say that I treat these all-star athletes. Uh, he's definitely one of them. Uh, his name is Charles Jazz Vassallo, and he is 46-year-old South Brooklyn native. He's been a competitive athlete for most of his life, including his current status as a nationally ranked endurance and OCR athlete. However, the road to this success did not come without considerable challenges. In 2009, he lost all motivation towards healthy living and a better life after a long series of tragic and stressful events, including the murder of his sister in 2009. Where soon after his, his death started to deplete, his health started to deplete, adopting new ailments like prediabetes, type 2, aka insulin resistance, leaky gut, hypothyroidism, psoriasis, and depression. This may have been the most emotionally draining, scary, and hard-hitting time of his life. Right up there was 2004, where he left to raise his daughter as a single dad and ended up homeless, living in a car for four months. Battling adversity was just a daily occurrence, only this time, he fell into that dark and lonely place where he had buried himself into hopelessness in the empty journey in life, void of any passion, all while his health was slipping away. Eventually, a newfound interest had sparked up in a driving force in him where he finally found a way through the darkness. He stumbled upon his calling in the health, wellness, and fitness and nutrition industry, and with no doubt or uncertainty, became a lifeline that saved him from a grim future. Um, from there, he became inspired when he found the OCR training in 2011. Thus, the birth of becoming an extreme endurance athlete. It was not long after he began competing before he became relevant in the sport, making frequent podium appearances. He was nationally ranked and winning his way into every single race. In the interim of his achievements, he developed and built a winning formula for true health and wellness, optimal athletic performance, and overall increased quality of life, which in his opinion can be defined as the synchronization of mind, body, and spirit taking into consideration all things, exercise, nutrition, and mental clarity. It was not until he became a nutrition coach, a nutritionist, and fitness nutrition specialist that he was able to make sense of all of it. He studied how food can be used as medicine and how proper nutrition can heal the body of almost any sickness. And today, he does not suffer from any of the ailments that he once controlled his life. He has been a personal trainer for six years, ranging from a body weight exercise specialist, a HIIT training, boot camps, and now a strength and conditioning coach, and corrective exercise specialist with an emphasis on one-on-one functional movement and conditioning. He lives a full, 
healthy, peaceful, and very active life. He enjoys his family, friends, and his job. And the one thing that he said is that his greatest achievements are which when he, I, he can help change a life one at a time, even in a small way, and guide them to being the absolute best versions of themselves inside and out. I'm not really sure how else to describe uh, what Chaz Vassallo means besides this. Chaz Vassallo, welcome to the Be More Today show. How are you? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, man, <clears throat> it's got really emotional. It's all good, man. Uh, you know, you, you, your, your story uh, is inspiring by itself. You know, the fact that you went through all of these things and, and came out on top, it's, it's incredible. And the reason I brought you on the show is, you know, we met a long time ago, um, primarily because, you know, where I work at, at Jaguar Physical Therapy, you, 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 you have ties to that place in terms of being a DJ and just people knowing you. And, um, yeah. I, you know, I was doing Spartan Race at the time and Julio Flores actually introduced me to you and we connected, we bonded instantaneously. And, um, yeah. you know, from that point, uh, we kind of brought you into um, our, our training group with that Spartan Sundays, which we'll talk about a little later. And, you know, we connected and, and you just been such an inspiration to me. I, I had to have you on the show and just, just share your story with the rest of the world. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't realize until you say the words, like how much, that really is, you know, what, uh, what I went through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, so it's, it was a struggle, obviously, to get to where I am. And I didn't know, like, I don't really know sometimes, because I kind of get lost in this world, that um, the words I say or my presence or, or, or what I've been through. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's all good, man. It's all good. Looking, let, let, let's take this from the beginning because it's, it's, it's a long road, right? So before we get into your 2004 and 2009 saga, right? What's your, what's your situation right now? Where are you right now? Are you working right now? What's going on with you? And you know, how, how are you feeling? I just had to compose myself. It's all good. Was saying, it's like, I don't realize like, what, what my presence and words mean to people. I just don't know until someone brings me down to earth and says, yo, this is you meet what you say means something. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I like just hearing that. And I'm like, what? Wow, it just gets me. But my current situation is right right now, obviously uh, with the COVID-19, it's, it's, it's just disrupted, right? It's very disruptive. Just life is just crazy and turned upside down. And again, even just recently, my, my world's been flipped upside, upside down just a few times. I had to move like, three times in the last three years. Not really having a steady place to live. Uh, so I'm back home with my mom and I'm okay. Cause she, she's 70 and I just want to take care of her and make sure she's all right. But you know, I'm, I'm thriving. I see a lot of people and I don't know if this has to do with the world I'm in compared to where, what, where other people are at. But, uh, when I'm, I, I go on Facebook or, or, or social media, I see people thriving and people in the fitness and fitness industry or, the, or that world. I see people thriving, not, 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 I don't see people dying. I know it exists. There's no denying what, what's really happening out there. People are dying. But how this is happening, that, that's debatable, right? I, I don't really, I don't have that fear that many people have. So many of you guys, have you been safe and, and not get sick, right? Mm-hmm. I would think that. But I know a lot of people who are excessive, mask all the time, outside, inside, mask, 
I know this one guy used to microwave food. If it came into his house, he microwaved it. Fruit, salad, potato chips. If it came from outside, he microwaved it. I mean, this is wow. excessive. It's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in. Um, and um, he didn't get sick, right? But you know what? I'm not really wearing masks when I go outside. I'll do it in the store because it's mandatory. Uh, yes, I wash my hands. I always have. I'll wipe down a wagon with sanitizer wipes. I always did that anyway. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm in that mid-level of like safety and I'm still, I didn't get sick. So really where's the fear coming from? Cause there are people who are not being exposed and they're dying. And there are people like me who are out there in these stores and Costco and BJ's and stop a shop and, and I didn't get sick. So really where, where, where's, where do we draw the line? So it's, so it's just this fear that I think is really going on around, around, around right now that I'm not really giving into. So I, I know that what I believe in is probably not, you know, popular vote here because I feel like I don't, I'm not giving it to the fear and these fear tactics, what we call. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of thriving and I'm, and I'm going to come out on top of this. So I'm doing everything I can. So there's not, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I don't know people realize like this is never ever going to be a chance where life puts on pause and you can be better than you were before this all happened. And that goes along with like to be more today or, or better than yesterday. Like if I'm not doing everything I can to be better than I was before all this happened and I, I failed, I failed. So I'm doing things like, uh, started taking a foreign language again, Italian, which I was, I, I take, I took previously, but now I'm taking again, uh, new certifications, working on my social media, building my brand, you know, making connections. So I'm coming out of this on top. Like I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying to be a better uh, creator. Like that, that's the new term for YouTube creators. Now it says creator. I'm working on that. I got myself a nice camera set up with a nice boom mic. So I'm doing everything I can to uh, to be better out of this. And I, I am going to come out of this on top. This is a reset. This is a reset button. And, and I'm liking it. I love it actually. That's a great way to think about it, man. I love your enthusiasm. I love your point of, your point of view and your perspective is great. Um, let, let, let's get into this a little bit. So, I, you know, I read your bio. Clearly, it's, it was a very emotional time for you. Um, you're a single father, um, and, and you were homeless. Talk to me a little bit about that, if, if you don't mind, that 2004 year for you. What what happened? What was it like, and how did you come out of it? Oh, so, so my daughter, that's my first kid. I have three now. Uh, she, uh, Her mom was an alcoholic and, and struggling with it drug addict you know she had stopped went to rehab and i got with her right around that time when she was getting her life together and she just i guess she just had a relapse she and um she wasn't doing the right thing as far as taking care of i left my daughter with, with her mom uh she would fall asleep because she was like drinking and i wake up come home my daughter's alone like she was a baby alone crying in her little playpen and she's passed out on the, on the bed so so I had to, I had to end it there at that point. So I took, I took my daughter and I went to my mom's and she had, and that was the first time I moved back home in years. So, uh, and she had went to Staten Island. I'm not even quite sure what happened to the mom. And then my mom's uh, son, she had another, my brother, uh, he was also a drug addict and alcoholic at the time. And we got into a major fight. And so I had to leave, but I had my daughter. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to just leave my, my daughter with my mom for now. And I went and lived in my truck. 
So I, so I was like, there's no way this is, this is where my life's going. I'm picking myself up out of this. And it took a little while. I, I, it was happened to be a very cold winter. That winter was just crazy. And um, I ended up, you know, landing a pretty good job. I kept digging and digging and digging. And um, I, get, I met somebody and I moved in with her. And I wasn't using her, but we ended up being together. She's actually the mom of my both of both my boys. So I moved in with her for a little while, and um, I picked myself up out of out of this mess, and uh, you know, moved on from there. But I was homeless for four months, living in a truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's we, we always hear people stories of people who've been homeless and coming out of it. And I, I know a couple of friends of mine who were homeless for a while too. But you know, I'm always amazed when people are resilient enough to 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 get through that. And and um, your story by itself, just that alone is, is something that is really noteworthy and really commendable. So, um, but I'll tell you so much adversity. I feel like I've, I've, I've struggled with life. Um, but with that, and I think you all can attest to this, it gives you the strength, the fortitude, right? The driving force, right? This is, it, it, it gave me the discipline that I needed to succeed in life. And, and that, and that translated really well to like competitions and things like that. It's just like if I'm this disciplined, this dedicated and strong, I could I could pretty much do anything. And right. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about this. So I, in 2011, you started doing OCR racing, right? What can you just tell the, the audience what OCR racing is? What OCR stands for? Well, at that time, it took me at a really dark place, right? Because that's when my sister was murdered. Um, she was drugged. Uh, she was slipped some methadone. And she was struggling with alcohol as well. And so you can't mix those two. And then that means you're going to die probably if you mix those two. And um, so we fell into a dark place in 2009. And I, at that point, I was sort of a little lost in life. I didn't really have any direction. I just wasn't really sure where to go. And and I was like that type of guy. I was like never content with where, where I am. I just want to keep going. I want something, my next challenge, my next big thing. And um 2009 also happened to be when my first son was born and my, she had moved out with my son. So things, things were crazy. I was living, now I was living alone again with my daughter. Um, my sister was killed. I, we had a couple of dogs. They, I think they would, someone killed them. They One of the neighbors got mad and they gave them bad food supposedly and they, two dogs were killed. So right away, there's a lot of losses at 2009. My daughter was struggling. I had her in therapy. There was a lot of things going on. And so I just needed something. So by by the time 2011 came around, um, when it was, I really felt there was no hope for anyone. The family was falling apart. I come from a big family. I'm one of six, right? Uh, and we were just separating, separating, and it, we had no chance. And then I found obstacle racing. Uh, it wasn't Spartan Race yet. I didn't find Spartan Race until 2012, but I found obstacle racing in 2011. And then it took off from there. 2012 was my first OCR. And I feel like from that point on, from the first Spartan race, I'm like, this is, this is my calling. This was meant for me. I'm supposed to be doing this, right? <laughs> I was like, I, I looked at all the athletes and that were really good. I'm like, hey, they're like my size. I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm really good at that at, at sports, but it just wasn't really big enough for some certain things. And I found that and I was like, this is what I want to be doing right now. And so I feel like Spartan race, which I got that tattoo. And this mm-hmm. was merely because I was like, this, this is what took me. This is what took me out of that place, out of that dark place when my health was depleting, right? I was dealing with psoriasis, like some leaky gut, some skin issues, depression, low blood sugar, right? That's pre-diabetes type one. 
right? insulin resistance, stuff like that. I was dealing with all that. And I, I knew that this couldn't be my path. Yeah. Yeah. So quickly, just define for everyone what OCR stands for. Uh, obstacle course race. Yeah. And what is a Spartan race? Because I, you know, I, I, mean, I know this, you know, I know this, but just let the audience know what these Spartan races are. Uh, well, it does fall under the umbrella of OCR, even though it's an extreme sport, you can say, uh, but it does fall under the umbrella of an OCR. And even though Joe DeSena tried to work very diligently to not fall under that umbrella. And matter of fact, there was a group when I was still working with a, a company, ABF in New Jersey, and I was, I was like their athlete. And we, they started this big uh, group called OCR United, right? Trying to bring a, a common ground for everyone. Everyone, we're into obstacle course racing. Let's be as one. Let's try to grow this sport. This was in the early years. Joe, this time was the only one who said, nope, I'm not, I don't want to be part of that. I don't, I'm not an obstacle course race. I'm, you know, he just wanted to be Spartan race or Spartan. Now he's just a Spartan. Uh, so he's the only one who kind of denied. He's not, he's not a very nice guy. He's just, he just wants, you know, he just wants dominance. And uh, he just didn't want to be part of OCR. So I'm not quite sure, um, you know, what direction he was going with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is an absolute course race. And uh, you can't deny that. <laughs> so, so um, you know, it is what it is. Now, for those of you guys who have probably never seen one of these things, it's, it's, it's intense. You're climbing under barbed wire, you're climbing up ropes, you're moving boulders, you're running up and down mountains, you're going under dunk walls. It is an experience that, uh, Terrence, you, you've been through, you know what's going on. We I have, I, I, I've been through it and I underestimated it. Yeah, man, they're, they're intense. Um, I've, I've been blessed to do 19 of them, but uh, Jazz, how many races do you think you've done in your, in your career so far? Uh, all right. Well, just to piggyback off what you said, now I know what you're getting at. Um, yeah, I usually I usually describe this as a mountain trail running meets ninja warrior combo. If you think yeah. about that, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's obstacles. It's like it's you're running, climb up something, running, crawl into something, running, lift something very heavy, running again, lift something heavy again. Mm-hmm. So it's like strongman meets meets uh, ninja warrior meets uh, mountain trail running. Right, those three together make what we do with obstacle racing. But yeah. yeah, I've done um, I've done probably somewhere in the line of a hundred Spartan races, but maybe a hundred fifty or more obstacle course races. So it's a lot. <laughs> it's and, incredible! I get happy about nineteen. You just heard the number he said. So that's where we stand. All right. So <laughs> got a lot of podiums with that too. I mean, I got a room full of like, there's about 75 trophies. Back when they first started winning trophies, they were big blocks, big wooden blocks. They were huge and tremendous. Madness. Take up a lot of room. So as you know, uh, Jazz, we uh, have a group called Spartan Sundays. And as part of this show, we're doing a community over competition segment. So I'm going to bring on to the show right now my co-leader for Spartan Sundays. You know him already. His name is Ishmael Torres. Ishmael, welcome to the Be More Today show. How are you, buddy? Ish. I'm good. How are you guys? What's up, guys? Good to be here. Yeah. So I just wanted to have Ishmael ask you a couple of questions that are related to Spartan Sundays. And Ish, just let us know, let the listeners know what Spartan Sundays is. 
Well, Spartan Sundays is like uh, it's a community workout group. We basically we're based out of the church that we work that we uh, congregate at, and you know the the mission of the whole thing is to take everybody who um, various backgrounds, various health, just to kind of get someone out there to kind of improve themselves little by little. Um, and one of the things that, that was good about this is that we used the Spartan race as kind of like the crazy thing to uh, try out. And, you know, that, that was our initiation. And, uh, you know, we loved that about the Spartan race, which kind of where the name came from and, and where it's evolved from since. Fantastic. Uh, I know you have a couple questions for Jazz, so. Well, Jazz, I mean, I just wanted to say, you know, talking about that discipline, man, um, you know, if you wanted to talk about that further, about how Spartan helped you with discipline and how to get out there and how to do it, you know, get to be the Spartan that you are now. Um, well, you know, I'm looking uh, Obviously, I could I could look at it in both perspectives as as a the beginner, right? I'm not that, but I was that, right? Um, but I also have a lot of view on on what it's like as someone like who's competitive, like you know, like myself. So it's it's a, it's a, it's what motivates you, and that's what really what I try to help to help, help people find is what motivates them. So what. For me, it's winning, right? It's a winning mentality. I like winning, so I'm kind of addicted to that. And I do everything it takes to not lose that competitive edge. And and I try and I push hard for that because I, I know my competition is going to keep going. They're going to keep training, uh, so I I can't. In the beginning, I was like, okay, December, January comes around. All right, let me just take a little break. All right, then I realized I lost that that step once once the races start up again in April. Um, I didn't have that, that step that I thought I, you know, I had and I lost and I, I didn't get it back until like July. And so now that I just kept, kept pushing through that because, uh, that's what I wanted. But now not everyone has that goal. Like I just want to win. They just want to finish the race. So what, what, so what are they supposed to do? Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's what you want. It's what you want out of it. If you want to just finish the race, which I think all of us can, then you can do the minimal. You can do the minimal amount. Keep keep going to your to the classes of Spartan Sundays and working out one day a week, um, and that and you should be fine. But do I suggest that? No, I definitely think that there should be uh, you should be out there three four days a week doing something on your own. Obviously, instructed classes are great. Instruction is great in general. It kind of keeps you accountable and it keeps you motivated and, and being around a group of people and you get that camaraderie and that's that's great. That gets people going all the time. Unfortunately, it's just people can't get that every day a week unless they go to a CrossFit gym and they're spending like $200 a month, which is insane. Um, so you just have to find that little motivation that helps you keep going on your own. And you, you kind of have to just roll with that. That's that's, that's all I can say. Okay. Um, now, in your 150 races or so, you've been involved with multiple companies. You know, I'm guessing just to name a few, of course, Spartan, Tough Mudder, Battle Frog or Bone Frog, things like that. Is there one in particular or is there a plus minus to each one? Um, how do we get people to, uh, how do we kind of bring them in? You know, do we say go here, go there? Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, for sure, I look at each race very differently now. 
a lot of times they can be categorized as fun runs, right? A theme of fun runs, or they used to be called, all of them used to be called mud runs back in the day, like back in 2012, everything was a mud run. Even, even I don't even think OCR, that name, even a God became a really big thing until maybe 13 or 14, where like the sport adopted the name OCR. It used to be mud runs. That was a big thing. Um, so, I wouldn't say there's any specific mud runs out there these days, but there are there are definitely easier races now. If you want just a good time to get out there, get your feet wet, and just and just to see if this is something for you, I think Rugged Maniac is probably the best. They're fun. Uh, all the all the obstacles are very doable. There's nothing really crazy. There's no really crazy competition there. The camaraderie is great, um, and you know you can find them all over, just like Spartan Race, and they're not that expensive, and. Um, and I just think there is a lot more fun. Now, co- competition-wise, uh, Spartan Race is, you know, hands down the best for sure. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's why I raced in their circuit for a long time, because of the competition level. And back when I first started, it was only elite, and it was only – and it was open. And little by little, I see so many changes happen, and they started making – and so I was racing even elite as an over-40 athlete. And I was double dipping for a little bit because you can win prizes as an, as a master, which is 40 and over, and as an elite. And I was able to podium in both levels at that time. And then they just started adding new things. Uh, and they added uh, a, a age group. Well, no, they did competitive, elite, and open. And they did um, elite, competitive, age group, open. They just started adding more and more just to get keep them motivated because I think that elite uh, aspect – uh, Spartan race was was intimidating to people. I think a lot of people stayed away, so they became a bit more um, watered down. I would say, and then it appealed more to the masses, like Rugged Maniac and, and things like that. But yeah, so I would say Spartan race for the competition. If you really want that harder, a lot of lifts, a lot of heavy lifts, a lot of obstacle races don't have that. Spartan race is the only one where you're lifting a tremendous amount of weight and you're carrying it up a mountain. Doesn't happen much. Uh, Rugged Maniac, pretty good, good, good race to get your feet wet for sure. Uh, if you like obstacles and you're really good at, at mountain climbing and Ninja Warrior type stuff, uh, Savage Race is probably one of the best for that. A lot of great races. And one of my favorites, kind of not talking about a lot, is Bonefrog. Bonefrog is actually run by a, 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 a Navy SEAL. He's like an undercover Navy, Navy SEAL, but I know the guy personally. I worked with him. I wrote for him. I worked with the company a little while. And Bonefrog is a, owned by one guy, and he's a great guy. So if you want to support support the troops <laughs> he's, he's he's one of the guys to do a race with Bonefrog. okay all right that's great to know because uh we just want to be able to offer avenues for people to kind of go in for their first run they can have some options now what do you guys what do you think about this merger between spartan and tough mudder um I w- it was in the news basically tough mudder not able to do what they were doing and now i guess spartan took them over well i would say in the last year or two Believe it or not, uh, obstacle racing has kind of been taking a hit, even though they were one of the fastest growing sports in like in their peak, which 2015, 16, something like that. Uh, they've been kind of taking a little hit lately. And um, it started when Tough Mudder tried to compete with Spartan and they tried to get now because they used to not give out time chips or money, prize money. And I realized that's that that's not going to work because that's going to keep people like me out because I'm not going to race 
as shallow as that sounds. I, I don't mean to be like a little snobbish about that, but I'm like, I'm not going to race without something to race for. You know, I want to, you know, it's not about just finishing the race with me. There's nothing wrong with that at all, obviously, but that, again, my goal is different. Um, and so Tough Martyr started to give out time chips and offer prize money. That worked, I think, for two years. And then, and then they felt, and then yesterday, last year, they took away all that again. So I knew something was going on. Something was happening. Warrior Dash went out of business. Like all these little companies are gone. The Spartan Race is, not, is the only one thriving. And so I think it's not a great thing that that's happening right now because I feel at, in the end, um, it's going to be, it's only going to be Spartan Race. And he wants that. He wants, to, he just wants dominance. It's all about bottom line. Joe Decina, I mean wants that and already i think um spartan race has become a little cookie cutter i'm not sure if you guys agree with that like you kind of know how to prepare for a spartan race you know exactly how to prepare for a spartan race because you know what obstacles are going to see now they have certain obstacles for a sprint certain ones for a super certain ones for a beast you know what you're going to see in those races you're not going to get let's just say olympus right you know what that is that's that wall mm-hmm. with the holes on it you're not seeing that on mm-hmm. a sprint day they take that away. That's gone. So one of the uh, one of the most the biggest things I used to love about sport races, uh, uh, the more appeals like you never knew what you're going to get, right? You never knew what you're going to get the day that you you raced mm-hmm. you and and you never knew how many miles it was going to be, what obstacles you're going to see. You can get more bang for your buck back then. Now it's like okay, you know it's going to be somewhere close to a five k. You know exactly what obstacles going to be. Again, cookie cutter kind of watered down, and some people may disagree. And I'm a Spartan guy, obviously. I, if I talk bad at them, it's only coming from like you know, just from from what I'm experiencing, what I see, what's going on. But I, I still love the race. They set the bar pretty high, Spartan race, right? Everyone tries to follow them at this point. Mm-hmm. They set the bar, and um, I don't think this is a good look for for the, for the sport because I think in the end, it's only going to be Spartan race. Um, they're going to become a monopoly and we all already know how that how bad that is just to have all your all you need whatever you need is coming just from one place i don't know what they're well, going to do with tough mother itself um because mm-hmm. tough mother was a long race i think that everyone you know when, when you tell people you do obstacle racing and people go oh you do those tough mutters you know that was like the big thing for forever. Even when Spartan was at its peak, everyone's like, oh, you do those like Tough Mudders? You know, so I think Spartan knows that. So they're keeping the name Tough Mudder, but I don't know what they're actually going to do to the race itself. Uh, I like Tough Mudder because there were different obstacles. I like the fact that there was something different. I didn't know. It makes me nervous. And I like that nervous feeling of not knowing how to do an obstacle and then just attack it. Um, Spartan race, I don't get that anymore. I just want to, I just want to win. <laughs> Okay. Now, I noticed that uh, starting last year, they introduced something called the Spartan Trail, which is basically like uh, a mountain run with no obstacles. What's your opinion on that? Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, It's less money, for sure. Uh, There's some people who just want to get out there with their family members. I think that's really what they were trying to do is how do I appeal to everybody? And so let me get the whole household out there. And some people, you go, you run your race. I'll go run my trail race. And we'll meet together in the end. We'll, laugh, we'll laugh and have fun and drink beer. <laughs> I, I like the trail race. I don't do them. Um, but, uh, 
you know, sometimes I'll just go out for a second lap on the obstacle course. I'd rather do that. That's more fun to me. I love trail running, no doubt. But if I'm at an obstacle race, I'm not, I'm not going to bother with trail running. Okay. But it's a good idea. All right. One of the cool things, one of the cool things I, I did like about Spartan is that it appealed to four-year-olds to wherever. I mean, you can be 60, 70, still do a Spartan race. It may not be at the same speed, but, you know, it's a good way to kind of bring in the kids. And then at the same time, it's a good way for, you know, older people to stay in shape um, and kind of just continue with uh, some type of motivation. So now my question for you now is, you know, with everything that's going on now in the current situation, how do you see that coming along? Like, how are they going to appeal to all the masses, especially in this kind of soon-to-be or post-COVID-19 world kind of thing? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's looking kind of grim, I would say. Uh, uh, you know, something like Spartan Race, at a time where it looks like they're dominating, going to be, you know, standing up in the end, is, is now at a, such a crucial time because people don't want to be in crowds of people anymore. They don't want to be around people. I'm okay with it, but I know there are a lot of people that don't. Um, do I think they'll survive this? Sure, because I don't know if you know, they're looking at other ventures besides obstacle race. They're trying to get into the cycling world. You know, that's why they wanted to eliminate the word, um, one, they don't want to be part of obstacle course race. They don't want to be an OCR. And then they want to be called Spartan race anymore. They just want to be called Spartan, just Spartan, because they don't want to be affiliated with any one different type of, of, of I guess, genre. So now they're trying to get into all different types of things, including cycling and triathlon and things like that. So everything is just be under the Spartan umbrella. Um, uh, I don't, uh, I don't see anything too positive coming out of, out of this the post COVID nineteen. Um, you know, sadly, Joe, I think Desenna, uh, he has he just focuses really more on the bottom line. I've seen so many changes happen, and it sadly it pushes guys like me kind of out. You know, even some of them, a lot of good elite athletes that I've, I've ran with are now so turned off by the way things are going, Spartan race business-wise. Um, but new people coming up that are looking for new ventures, they don't know any difference. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, let me just spend $175 on a race and, and that's okay. You know, and they don't know that what they're getting out there in the field is good or bad quality. They don't know. It's, it's still challenging to them. And they want to do it. They want to be part of it. And that's okay. Because that's, you know, that's where he's making his money too. That's 5,000 people that are into that. And then you got the 1,000 people that are like, you know, worrying about like winning, winning prizes. So um, mm. I guess the answer to your question would be, um, I don't like the way the end is going to look uh, after all this COVID-19 stuff. You know, they start opening up races already. Um, yeah, Jacksonville opened up not too long ago. Um, I was planning on doing the stadium race uh, in December. Uh, no, they moved it in, in Dallas. was supposed to be in June. I think they moved it to August. So mm -hmm. those are fun. Wow. Now, in uh, looking at like Instagram and, and, and working with you and all that stuff, uh, I noticed uh, we noticed that you went into personal training, right? So, like for. Uh, for everyone, like during this quarantine period, like what what are you recommending? Like how are you getting us? How are you getting people along? How are you working with your clients? 
Well, I say for people just looking to continue to uh, prepare for a race, uh, HIT training is probably one of the best. HIT training meaning H-I-I-T, high intensity interval training. You can do just body weight only. You don't need a lot of space and you get more bang for your buck. I'm going to talk about HIIT training. All you need is 20 or 30 minutes a day. That's hard to get through a 20-minute workout. Um, but, again, you're going to get the most for what you need because it gets the heart rate up, right? And so I'm 46 now. My resting heart rate is 38, 39, like sometimes like 40. Right? That's pretty low. That's pretty low for that's an endurance, that's endurance athlete heart rate. My general heart rate, like right now, just with you right now, is probably somewhere like 48 or like maybe 50. Right. So one of the reasons why I think that is because I have such a good heart rate and recover very fast during a race is because I do a lot of interval training. Uh, not always specifically hit training like in, in confined space where I'm just doing burpees, which obviously is one of the major best full body workouts you can do. Try doing 100 burpees for your workout, just for your workout. And see how you feel in the end. See how you feel the next few days after that. Okay. So sometimes when I'm in a rush, I'll just bang out 150 burpees just 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 as a workout. But um, not just doing things like that, but like I say, I do hill repeats. I have this one hill in Brooklyn, in, uh, in Bay Ridge. It's run up and down. and like, idiot. Up, down, up, down, up, down. And um, for five miles. But every time I'm running up, you know, I'm exerting energy, whether I have a vest or dragging a tire. And then I'll come down and exhale and get and breathe. So now I'm recovering run up again really fast, come down again, recover. So now I'm interval training. This, this prepares me really good for high bursts in, in, when, I'm, when I'm racing, stadiums, things like that. We just, we're going to move real fast. You can be explosive on obstacles and things like that. So hit training, number one thing, burpees, obviously running, right? That's free. All you need is a pair of running shoes. Don't get it twisted. Uh, you should be using your basketball shoes to run. I mean, you need a proper pair of running shoes, <laughs> right? Um, but it's free to do. It's safe. You go to a beach, there's no disease on the beach. You're good. Um, resistant bands are like key right now. Resistant bands. I do most of my workouts with resistant bands and I do a lot of it. So that's always going to be very helpful. And of course, then, you know, the fundamentals of fitness, push-ups, pull-ups, if you can get a pull-up bar, squats, you do body squats, uh, planks, right um the other ones are like deadlifts and, and, and chest presses but if you don't have the, the equipment for that you can't do it but uh do those a lot of them right i'm doing a, a dumb amount of push-ups and pull-ups i'm sick of it <laughs> but so i have because that's that's what i uh that's what i that's what i need to do for my body to not you know to stay in shape so that's what i'm doing so for all of you out there looking to continue to train for these races this is a simple way to do it just do what you can right now. It's better than nothing. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. That's awesome. Ishmael, thank you so much for being a part of our segment. We really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to have to have you back on the show, clearly, so we can talk about Spartan Sundays and what you guys have been doing in your community. Um, before I let you go, though, can you just give us the uh, place on Instagram where we can find Spartan Sundays? Yeah, you can um, follow us on Spartan Sundays, uh, the Instagram name. And uh, we have a channel, um, and we do our live workouts every Sunday, featuring you know who, and uh, <laughs> featuring Sean. And one of the things that uh, we did today, since we're on the Spartan subject, is Spartan did the virtual Spartan race. 
And, um, you know, with Sean's guidance, we were able to do the sprint portion, which is all the exercises from the sprint and uh, leave it up to us to do a 5K. And at that point, you can be a Spartan sprint person. I love you guys, by the way, man. You guys embraced me, uh, your, your group. And mm-hmm. I see you at a race. You guys are awesome, man. I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. Well, before I leave, I just want to say one more thing. Um, you know, your story, number one, that's kind of like a great thing. And to, to see, you know, how you got to this point is it kind of just defines a lot of who you are. And when you come, when you came to our workout, Sally up, Sally down will forever be ingrained in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, when, when we even say Sally up, Sally down, there are times where people don't even want to, oh, really? We're doing that? Yes, we have to get it done. Yeah, so yeah. We, we hope to see you again when all this is over. All right. All right. I hope so, too. Cool. Thanks, Ishmael. Nice. No problem. Um, I had a quick question for you, Jeff. As a matter of fact, I had a question that, because um, we, we put it out if anybody had any questions on social media, and they could, they could write it in. So I, I did, we did get one question, and it is, what's the best way for women over 50 to lose weight? And I guess this was kind of focused on nutrition. So, you know, they, they put down, should it be intermittent fasting? They've heard about or stay away from fruits and just eat veggies. There's just so many things going on out there. Yeah, it's just, you know. Okay. Uh, well, I guess being over 50 or 50 and over, it might be actually a really good time to explore intermittent fasting. Because if you might have heard, uh, that women shouldn't do intermittent fasting because of the hormone issue, mm. right? Um, there are some truths to that, but intermittent fasting is still safe for, for, for women. Maybe they just say it doesn't have to be a seven-day-a-week thing. Uh, we're talking under 50 now. Or it could just not be – you don't have to extend it to like an 18 or 19, 20-hour fast that I might do. But for someone who's 50 and over uh, – they're probably had had menopause at that point mm-hmm. and you would assume that. Um, and so now there's really not like that issue of, of high estrogen and things like that. So uh, in matter of fact, it's the other way around. It's, it's high, te- high testosterone too, too much. And so I think intermittent fasting is, is the number one way probably to, to lose weight. Cause one, not just because we're dieting, right? We don't believe in fad diets. We believe in lifestyle. Okay. Intermittent fasting is a lifestyle, no matter how you, how you want to turn in. I have, I've made a bunch of videos on that. I talk about it all the time on my Instagram. Um, and because you could start to still eat some of the same foods you're always eating. I said start, but I mean, you could eat the same food you're always eating, but now you're just eating it in a window, an eight-hour window, three meals a day. Now, if you're losing weight, you want to go to two meals a day. So my fitness pal is probably one of the best apps I always have. I turn people to because it's so everything is just there. You just type it in the food you're eating and it's, it's there. The, the, the amount you're supposed to have, the serving size, mm-hmm. what's in it, the calories, you just, all you got to do is log it in, log it in for a week. Right. I know it's hard to do every day, but you can just do five days logging your food, become more accountable. Right. You see what you're taking in. Uh, you know, a lot of times I help my mom and she's, she's in a pretty good regimen for the most part, but sometimes she likes to be kind of sneaky, right? She's 70. Um, 
if I didn't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> she tries to hide food. I'm like, mom, I don't care what you eat. Like I do, but you know, I don't, if you're sneaking some like, you know, peanut butter cups or something, right. That's on you. That's on you. You know, put it in, put it in there. See, and then you're going to see how, how much sugar she's eating a lot more carbs than she probably thinks she's eating. And so she's basically underestimates a lot. And that's very common. It's very common with people trying to lose weight is they underestimate their calories a lot. And guys like me, or maybe someone who like, like bodybuilders, big guys, um, they overestimate usually. They think, oh, I eat 8,000 calories a day. I'm like, dude, you're not eating 8,000 calories a day. I'm pretty sure you're not. And so this is the way it is. It's the nature of us. So um, you want to log your food for, for five days, make yourself accountable. This way we can tinker with those calories a little bit, right? Because you want to be someone who's losing weight and not really exercising are going to really struggle with this because now we don't really know calories in, calories out, right? That's, that's really what it comes down to. Make to simplify calories and calories out. You could eat 1,000, let's say 1,500 calories of the best food. Let's just say you eat 1,500 calories of cabbage, mm-hmm. okay, which is great. Um, but you're still burning like 200 calories a day because you just walk from your TV to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. You're still going to gain weight right? Because mm-hmm. it's the best food. So that's, that's what it comes down to. So, so you want to probably move more, right? If you're not moving, just move more walking, just things like that. Uh, log your food for five days, become accountable. Let's see how many calories you're taking in. You can reduce those numbers to around 15 to 1600 calories. So now you, you have an opportunity to eat two meals a day uh, at 800 calories. Let's just say it's 1600 calorie a day. Now, if you, let's just say one of your weaknesses is like, a donut right okay have that donut for now but with the meal don't eat it later don't eat it don't snack don't eat it after you have two meals eat it with your meal you're done you got it out of the way you mentally you feel better um and you're good now food choices become a, 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 a issue later on you know when you want to start to feel better not just look better you want to feel better food mm-hmm. choices matter right because you may have that healthy decent meal then a donut and you're still going to feel kind of crappy even though you're in a little calorie deficit, you're going to start feeling crappy. So you don't want to do that. So you want to give yourself a little caloric deficit. You want to try to log your food and you want to do intermittent fasting and eat, eat two meals a day. And I think that should be good. It should be good. My mom has been very successful at that. And she's 70. Mm-hmm. She's a lot of weight. Okay. And so what, what I want to, what I want to um, make sure I make a point of, or uh, make sure I got this right it's a lifestyle change. It's not, I'm going to do intermittent fasting for, you know, the next six months and then I'm good. Now I can go back to whatever and just kind of maintain. Right. Exactly. Um, I've been doing intermittent fasting now for, I would say good to like two, three years now. And um, it's the greatest thing I've ever done for my life. I don't do it to lose weight. Hmm. I do it to stay lean. Right. And to stay healthy. Because the only the best way, probably the best way, is to be, to be as healthy as you possibly can, is to fast. And so I do that very often to intermittent fasting because it gives your body a chance to heal as opposed to breaking down food. And your body's and organs are working, right? All work in harmony to break down food and 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 put the waste somewhere, absorb nutrients here, whatever it's doing, it's still working to to, to process food. If your body's not doing that, guess what it's doing? It's taking care of you. It's, it's taking care of the body because your body wants to heal itself. It wants, it's, it's a healing mechanism. So that's the number one medicine in the world is your own body. So fasting, it becomes the lifestyle because it's, 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 it's the healthiest 
option right now and you don't have to spend any money on any any medications something like keto i could see that being a temporary six-month thing ketogenic diet or mm-hmm. even paleo is a pretty decent um no no grains um that can be kind of long term but these again these other things that these other diets or fad diets are not meant to be a lifestyle change it's just, it's just get quick instant results and, and then you, then it's over and then most people gain weight back you do intermittent fasting for, uh, for life you're good for a long time so. okay appreciate that appreciate that yeah. now this that, is was that enough <laughs> no no i mean no it's, okay. it's good information good information I, I think the question was answered now my next question is about motivation and i know this is a horse that everybody, you know, wants to skirt around or, or they always touch. How do I stay motivated? How do I stay motivated to keep working out? How do I stay motivated? You know, even even how do your clients stay motivated? During, how do you keep your clients motivated during this COVID-19 time? Because there's just so much going on. Well, my clients, uh, one of the things I do is I check in on them uh, often because I want to make sure that they know I'm there because a lot of, and if they want a video chat with me, that that's fine. Because I think when people are stuck in indoors for so long, mm-hmm. that you'd be surprised at how happy they are to see like someone like me, their personal trainer, like on the other side of a, of, of a camera, right. Talking to them. Uh, so I check in on that often and, and make sure that they know I'm there. Uh, I'll send them relevant content to read or watch. You know, sometimes they'll take the time to do it. Sometimes they don't. There's only so much I can control. Um, I leave myself available to them 24 hours a day so they can just text me anytime they want um, and not text me at 2 a.m. But if they wanted to, I'm okay with that too. Um, uh, You know, and I try to help them find ways to stay accountable. You know, and that's really what's happening here, especially during, during this quarantine is, how do you, how are you going to stay accountable during all this time? Because how much are you going to let yourself slip away? Because when they return back to normal again, we don't want to start from the beginning again. And that goes for, for everybody here, right? right? Why do you want to start from the beginning? This is, this is the perfect time to, to, to get better at, at something than you were before and that, you know, don't get worse. And so um, sometimes I may have to use um, like, for example, one of my clients, her mom just recently passed of health issues. So I will actually use that as a, as a tool for her to, to help motivate her to keep her going. Like, and obviously I'm not, uh, using it, you know, I'm, I'm still tasteful about it. I'm not, it's not like tasteless. I, I'm, I try to bring up her mom as just a way to make her think and say, okay, I don't want to end up like, like that. And so I'll just, find little techniques and tools to help people get motivated and you know, everyone has something different what, mo- what motivates you that should be a question that you want to constantly ask yourself uh, why do you want to be healthy sometimes it's just not enough to be healthy i know what it is. you know what it is mm-hmm. we we do just to stay healthy and live longer um you know i like looking younger i'm 46 <laughs> you know that's one of the things that motivates me i'm like i want to look like i'm in my 30s um and so that motivates me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now here's, and, and you touched on this earlier, um, during this whole quarantine and the, the pandemic, a lot of focus is on cleaning and, and, and spraying and, and all of this and staying away. But 
in the beginning, I thought, hey, if you just keep your immune system strong, if you take care of your body, when this thing, if you do come in contact with it, it's it, it's going to brush right off of you, or you're gonna you're gonna have a cough, and you're gonna you're gonna keep moving on. What what would be and oh man, I almost lost my place here. Hey, as a certified nutritionist, the top three ways to boost your immune system uh, against COVID nineteen or during this whole pandemic <laughs> thing. Yeah. This is one of my very favorite topics. <laughs> it's so it's so enlightening to me. I, I geek out, honestly. I, when it comes to nutrition, I'm like a nerd. It's like I try to absorb so much information. It's crazy sometimes. I just I have to put things down. I'm like, stop, stop. I can read it tomorrow, the next day. So immune system health is one of the biggest problems. So first, especially during this, you know, trying times and unsure times, uh, you want to get proper vitamins and nutrients. So you want to get the vitamins and nutrients that are specifically designed to help boost the immune system. Uh, I made, I just recently, I just started this uh, nutrition 101 minute on my IGTV. So I give you a lot of information in like a minute and a half or something like that. A couple of them going like two minutes, but I try to give you like a good nugget of information and I've been covering uh, immune vitamins uh, that specifically being vitamin C. That's your immune vitamin. Okay. So I like to get vitamin C through food. That's the quick and easiest, fastest, best way to get it through food. And I cover that in those videos. Mm-hmm. My vitamin C, believe it or not, um, kale, kiwis, bell pepper, strawberries all have more vitamin C than an orange. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are options. Those are options, right? But of course, an orange is an option too. But kale, by by weight, has more more nutrient dense than anything you can eat in the world. It's amazing. So kale, and you don't. Have, it is hard to eat. It's rough. It's not. Doesn't taste great. But if you massage it a little bit and you cook saute it in some garlic and oil, trust me, it's a lot more amazing than you would you would think. Kale. So you could eat that. Uh, zinc, right? That's your immune mineral. Right? Your immune vitamin C. Immune mineral is zinc. Zinc. A lot of people are very deficient in zinc. So many people, especially. Um, vegans and, and things like that they might struggle with to get getting zinc uh, so you could eat things like pumpkin seeds uh is high in zinc i personally use the zinc supplement i get 15 milligrams a day you could do 15 to 50 the most but i would say the average person 15 to 30 milligrams a day of zinc uh you certainly can get that through supplements you can get that through through food i i uh kiwis might have it uh i think does have it uh kale spinach or that zinc uh so you want to try to get that uh echinacea is your immune herb you don't need to take it every day but it's, it's good to take that stuff every day so you want to do those things probiotics it's really good because that's good for your gut health right your gut which is also your large colon i don't know if people know that or your colon mm-hmm. your colon um large intestine and um that's that's where 85 percent of your immune system lives is within your gut and so if you take care of your gut by getting the probiotics eating things like sauerkraut pickles i make my own sauerkraut i chop up uh, uh cabbage really finely i put it in a clean very clean jar i don't have to sterilize it but I just hot soap and water i stuff it with cabbage after massaging the cabbage and i get its own juices i stuff it all in a jar and i let it age for like five days in a dark area and uh there you go. There's your probiotics right there. If people don't want to spend money on pills, that's for probiotic because that's live bacteria. I mean, you can literally just take it right out of your cabinet in the in dark. I put a, a paper towel over the jar, um, and I can eat it right out of the jar. 
it sounds gross, but it's it's not. It tastes like sauerkraut. It's it is sauerkraut. <laughs> so, so that's the, one of the best ways. Apple cider vinegar. That's live probiotic. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probiotics in itself. That's it's the mother. You get it with the mother. You see all that sediment on the bottom. That's the good stuff. That's the good right there. That's how we get the bacteria we need in our bodies. So you want to get things uh, high high in vitamin C. You know, zinc. Uh, you want probiotics. Uh, uh, through food or or through uh, uh, through uh, supplements like that. Mm-hmm. So those are the things you want most. That was just one one topic. I'm sorry, I went, I went too long on that one. Uh, the other one would be uh, fasting. That's one of the best ways to keep your immune system up, which we explained earlier. So I don't have to get into that. This means the longer you fast, the more your body takes care of itself. So once you get acclimated to fasting, which is not that hard to do, the first couple of weeks you, you might struggle maybe not a couple of weeks, a couple of, let's say a couple of, few days. You might struggle when you try to hit that 16 hour mark of fasting because that you want to start with that. Pacing around the kitchen and you're going to feel those hunger pains. Once you combat that or battle that for a couple of days, I guarantee that will go away. I have to force myself to eat sometimes because my maintenance calories is about 3,500 calories, right? As an endurance athlete, I need a pretty high calorie count. count. For me to get that many calories through food is pretty difficult to do. And sometimes I don't even get that. Just that, And that's just, the, when I say maintenance calories, that means for me to stay my weight without losing it, without a calorie deficit. Because once I started hitting calorie deficit for too many days, I will lose weight. I've lost weight already during this. And then I didn't even try. I lost about probably three or four pounds, muscle probably mass, and just fasting more. All right, so fasting is the best way. Uh, to keep your immune system up. And I say the third way is just uh, while you're hitting this reset button, right, which is kind of the theme right now mm-hmm. during COVID-19, is try to ditch the bad eating habits. And then I know that's so hard because people are turning to like these, what they feel are comfort foods and and, they, and they're processed food. And it's if they could just try now while you have a chance while you're home just work on that <laughs> work on just trying to create a new norm for yourself because that's the problem people right what's what's the biggest issue people have when they say they can't they can't uh, cook meals at home oh just too busy too busy gotta want to work gotta take take the kids to school oh really because now you're home for like 24 hours a day <laughs> what's your excuse now <laughs> now you can do it now you can do some distance distance eating have start making more meals at home you have to do it. It's something you just have to learn. Watch cooking channels. Just whatever it takes, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are your, your best ways to keep the immune system open in this time. It's a long version of it. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Those are great tips. Great tips to live by. Jazz, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick commercial break and right back with the Be More Today show after these messages. What's going on, folks? We're back in the building. Episode 13 of the Be More Today show. We're here with ultra athlete, OCR athlete, Spartan nutritionist, personal trainer, a man of many talents, Charles Jazz Basalo. And it's been a great show so far. But Jazz, this is our Be More Today segment. And I got to say, you know, you, you've been with us from the beginning. Um, we were initially a different name and you've been with us since then till now. You've seen our growth, you've seen our progression and the theme and our mantra right now is be more today and you kind of touched on this a little earlier but if you had to put into words what the phrase be more today means what does the phrase be more today mean to you well i say for me specifically uh means exactly what it says (laughs) because 
I think you made a hashtag too, better than yesterday. Was that your hashtag? I believe you, that was yours as well. And I kind of live by those. And I, one of my own, my, my very own hashtags, I believe I started was want more, be more. You want it, you're going to get it. You're going to be it. So if you want something so bad that you're going to work in the way that you need to, to get it. And so I say, want more, be more. So it means just that, better than yesterday. If you're not doing everything you can to be better today than you were yesterday, then, you know, uh, you failed. Or at least I, I think I, I'm pretty hard on myself. Uh, I think I failed if I'm not better than I was yesterday. So that's really what it was to me. It's more of a, uh, it's a, it's, it's a motivation quote for me uh, to be more today because it makes me feel like my work is never ended, <laughs> never ending. Just got to keep going, keep pushing. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, let me, let me ask this question. What advice do you wish someone shared with you when you were 18? Oh, man. So I, um, I didn't really have anyone growing up, unfortunately, to give me advice. Um, I was one of six oldest boy, two older sisters. And um, my real dad... My birth dad, uh, uh, he was not really around at that time when I was a teenager. He just, I don't even know where he was at that time. He, he came into my life later, actually, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had my stepdad, who was, who was an, like an alcoholic, a little abusive, and he just wasn't that guy. He just wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't have anyone to give me any advice. I had to figure out pretty much everything on my own. I really just did, like, about girls, about shaving, about sports. Like, I just... It was me and my brothers were just trying to follow me. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Cause like we were so close in age. Um, so what I would say to the things I ended up adapting or adopting to was just saying the things that were, were that meant a lot to me that I figured out was to never like settle for ordinary, like or average. And I, and I understand that that's something that's okay for people. And I have nothing against that at all. But for me personally, it was just never enough. I, 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 I wish someone could have told me that and just to tell me never be comfortable with comfortable. Um, because then you're not, then you're not trying to be more, right? If you're comfortable with just comfortable, then you're not trying to be more than, than you were, you know, yesterday. And so I have a couple of things uh, that I go by uh, to learn hurt. And this is something I, I kind of made on my own, learn hurt, trust pain, and embrace struggle. And so I, I remember those three things and I, and I make my, some clients play that in their heads and make them say it to me while they're working out. Learn hurt, trust pain, and embrace struggle. And so I feel like if I knew that advice when I, when I was 18, that maybe things would have been easier. <laughs> now, what do you mean by learn hurt? Expand on that one a little bit. Um, I guess you want to know, you know, you know what the difference is between... <laughs> Uh, like when you're hurt or you're hurting, <laughs> you know? Hmm. Um, so you just have to learn hurt, being hurt shouldn't stop you um, from moving forward. Uh, it should be, it should be more of a driving force. So learn what, learn what hurt does, what kind of hurt uh, motivates you. What's the kind of, is it emotional hurt? I got you. You know, it's, um, is that going to help you get, get by, you know, obviously we're not talking about injuries here. Right. right, right. This is kind of more on a, like an emotional scale, somewhat of a physical scale. The pain part is like more like a physical scale 
uh, trust in the pain of working out, right? Mm-hmm. Usually it has to, that's in the form of like lactic acid and things like that. But there's a pain you get when you're working out. You just have to trust in that pain. Trust that the end result of that is going to be in your favor. It's going to be what, what you want in the end if you just trust the pain. And obviously the struggle, we all know what that is. That's mm-hmm. all relative, right? Your struggle is different than my struggle, but we all have a struggle and it's real. Mm-hmm. And we all deal with it. It should make us a stronger person in the end. You remember those things. Okay. Okay. Now, let me ask this. Um, everyone here is a, is a father. So I, I, I like to ask, what's the, the most challenging thing of being a father and what's the most rewarding? Oh, yes. Two-part answer. Love that. <laughs> uh, uh, well, one of the most rewarding things, and I think we might, we might all know this as dads, is um, you know, this, this, we don't look for much, right? Kids, kids generally, besides just being everything we want, like they don't offer much for reward, right? But there are some things we look for, right? We we we're we're number one. I'm I'm what comes first. That's my biggest reward. Is that anyone in the world? My daughter's picking me first, right? When it comes to that, then obviously I look for hugs, kisses, and smiles, right? That's all we ask for as dads, as parents, right? My little three-year-old, right? Um, he's four today. His birthday today. Nice birthday. And um, when I go visit him, I don't, I don't live with him anymore. I just had to move out of there. Um, and he's like little arms and legs, and just wraps everything around me. Oh my gosh, the joy I get from that! It's just now oh, I just hold him and try to hold him as much as I can, and that is just everything to me. Everything. It's just, it's just little things. The little things. That's all I care for about that, right? It's, you know. We're simple. We're kids. They're not buying us things. They're not like you know. They're for us emotionally, right? They're not giving us the rewards that we want. Like when in an adult relationship, we just want little things: hugs, kisses, and smiles. <laughs> and we and we come first. When something they get hurt. If something happens. Oh, I want daddy. I want mommy. That's that's my reward, right? Just just that alone. Um, and as far as like, um, um, what was the, the second part of that question? Yeah, challenges. Challenges. Uh, so many of them. Um, because I'm a single dad for so many years with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you guys just, just you know, I'm, my daughter's 17. I raised her from, she was nine months. Um, and I had my two boys later on. One is 11 now. One is just her four today. So as a, as a single dad, I have a little bit of different insight, as you may know. And because um, a lot of times I had to be the mom and the dad. Mm. And so I struggled a lot with my daughter. And many times I didn't think I had the right approach or I had the right answers. And I didn't, I didn't realize that later on that it's okay. But you kind of, you kind of work those things out. It's just, just there's always a way to, to work it out. And um, a lot of times I don't think that um, I'm, the, I'm the super parent that they make me out to be. And then like the super dad, right? And I always try to be the super dad and winning. And they see me on the podium, they see the super dad. and. And a lot of times I feel like they don't look at me that way. And I know that it's just me because you don't, you don't have to even be that all the time. You just have to be present. I feel. And they're always going to look at you like you're a super dad. It doesn't even matter. If you're just there, trust me, I've seen so many dads that are just there and their kids still look at them that they're like, they're the greatest thing in the world. They're not even half the dad I am. They're just there. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's only, that's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Just be present. 
That's what I say. And so uh, that would be the biggest struggle. It's just, I think that's my own problem. It's just me feeling like I'm not the super dad that they look at me as sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you're alone with that one. I, I, I feel that one myself uh, many times. Um, my, my, my final question here, um, for right now, unless one more pops up, um, time management tips. Do you have any, because you do a lot and you've got a lot going on and I wanted to, I want you to share any life hacks or tips you got for making it all happen. Yeah. So there's a lot on my plate for sure. Um, and I think I do that. I do that for my, to myself. Cause I think I, I can handle that. I'm a multitasker. Now for someone who, who thinks they cannot handle that, obviously don't, don't put so much on your plate. So that would be one, right? Number one, don't, don't put so much on your plate. Don't give yourself more things than you can handle. Sometimes people could just handle like one or two things, but for someone like me who now can, or someone looking to take more on, I make lists. I make lists all the time, right? That's the easiest thing in the world to hear all the time. You make lists. So you want to start to pencil things in, have a calendar, use Google Calendar. It's one of the easiest things in the world to do. It syncs up with everything, right? Google Calendar, put everything in. It's so easy to do. You could, you could look at it on, on a week, a week at a time, or three days at a time. Just use your, cal- your Google Calendar more. Um, if you're still struggling with uh, trying to get things, everything done in a day, even though you're writing everything down and giving you a certain, t- certain time limit, like I do like Mondays, I'll do, uh, uh, four hours of studying my certification, perhaps four hours of study and work out, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's just say we're doing all that, but I'm still finding myself a hard time getting it all done. It means I'm probably not getting enough hours of my day. So I need to fall asleep earlier. So I've been going to bed like 11 or 12, as opposed to when this first started, I'm going to bed like two or three and waking up at like one o'clock, 12, one. I'm like, this is not working for me. My days are cut short. I'm not getting my training in. I'm not able to take take any morning clients. Uh, so I just said, I just changed all that around. I started going to bed around 11 or 12, wake up at 7 or 8. And you'd be so surprised how much more you get, get done in a day. It's a ridiculous amount more. Because when you start getting things done, starting at 7 o'clock, and you already got three things done, that's pretty productive. You, you're not even going to realize, by the time you realize it's 12 o'clock, you're like, wait, they just started. Like it's 12 o'clock. We got eight more hours of sunlight. Like now you can go to the beach. You can go to the park. You can go, um, you know, do something leisurely that you want to do and just, you know, don't, don't fill it up with all things that are hard to do all day. Do for four hours, five hours of the day. And then the rest of the day, you could just spend you know, playing Xbox if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just doing something, something more, more fun. But uh, yeah, just t- 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 time management is pretty important here. Um, but give yourself some free time and leisure time, but make sure you give yourself some real work time too, mm-hmm. because it's just not there anymore. Right. It's not, you don't, you're not going to work eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appreciate that. Jazz, you, you speak, you speak my language and that's why we connected. I think from day one, everything you said, <laughs> man, is like, basically I would answer the same question the same way. So it's, it's awesome. Um, and as, as you know, I, I, or me, I know I wrote a book called be more today afforded guys to a better version of you and in the book we talk about things that you want to start doing stop doing and goals for your life so what's you mentioned a couple of things at the beginning of the show but what's like one thing that that you started doing or still want to start doing for 2020 uh well 
I always wanted to get a viral video. <laughs> like, I know that's pretty hard to do. And that's not something like it doesn't, it probably doesn't matter how much energy I put into it. I probably still will never know if it's going to be a viral video. That's just one of the things that, things that just happens. Right. True. Um, but I just wanted to get a, uh, a heavier or stronger uh, online presence um, for 2020. And I think I'm, this is a perfect opportunity to do it is during, during all this, you know, hours at home and, you know, a lot more time you didn't have before. And so I'm, I'm trying to do that right now. Um, I think I don't really have many other things, honestly, because I feel like there's so much stuff going on. Uh, so I feel like that's probably the biggest thing for me right now is big, building my brand and getting a bigger online presence. Fantastic. Not to lie to you, that's our goal for this year too. So you're, I think everybody's on the same page trying to get that done. What's one thing you want to stop doing this year? Stop doing? Oh, man, I don't know about that. I actually didn't even think about that one. <laughs> I can't say I have anything specific. Um, I feel sorry for myself a lot, I guess, <laughs> because I wish uh, I'm alone, single, and... I'm lonely a lot and it's starting to get to me. And so um, I feel like that might create some negative negativity around. And I'm more, more of a Zen bubble type of guy. Like I'm good, man. Like I'm easy going. Don't, don't pop my Zen bubble. Um, you know, I'm trying to beat my own drum type of thing. And I feel like that's probably not, not the best. Maybe, maybe let some people in and it's just, I don't know. That's, it, it could be, that could probably it. just stop being uh, down on myself when it mm. comes to that. Because mm. I could probably get more done without a girlfriend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, a common goal for a lot of people. I know a lot of people just, you know, quarantine is not, quarantine does not bode well for mental mental status for anyone so yeah uh, and, it, and it try the dating apps and they don't work i don't know what to do i'm lost, <laughs> I'm lost. I'm lost. Well, we're, back, we're back out there soon so um <laughs> you mentioned a couple goals for for this year right with like the social presence on on um social media but any any in particular goals that you want to achieve for 2020 just one just one um no i don't Okay. actually is that a bad thing no i think you, you've you done listen all the search you've done and i don't know many people who are ocr athletes and nutritionists and exercise specialists and personal trainers i mean you there's not much more in that 24 hours that you can really do so i i think as long as you keep doing what you're doing and doing it well uh you continue to be successful so actually i would I, there is one thing mm. i've been thinking about this a lot um i'm actually working actually towards this and I just, just remembered it. I'm trying to become either a strength and conditioning coach for a team, like a pro team or a semi-pro team, or someone's personal strength and conditioning coach. Because I look at guys like Kyrie, right? You know, you guys know who that is, right? Kyrie Irving, all right. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, Jean-Claude Stanton, right? He's from the Yankees. Now, I'm a Yankee fan, obviously. I'm a net, net fan. I look at these guys who are playing their sport and can't do anything in their sport without getting hurt. I mean, this guy is getting paid millions and millions of dollars to swing a bat, swings a bat and gets hurt. So I'm like, clearly, 
he does not have the proper strength and conditioning coach, right? Because my whole program is designed around injury proof. How do, how do we get guys conditioned enough with strength and conditioning, right? How do we get guys strength and conditioned enough for their sport to not swing a bat and get hurt? Clearly something is going wrong on the, either on their off season or, you know, during the season, they don't have the proper coaching or strength and conditioning coach uh, or instruction in any way to, for them to not get injured. Kyrie Irving, like he's, he's injured all the time. This guy clearly needs a guy like me. <laughs> so um, I, I, I want to very badly. And I think I have a, I'm trying to build some connections on trying to get to be a strength and conditioning coach for a sports team whether it's semi-pro like the Brooklyn Cyclones or whoever. I'm thinking that's a good start, Brooklyn Cyclones, because I know someone personally who can get me in that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's my goal for 2020. All right. We look forward <laughs> to that happening. And, and anyway, we can help at all. We'll blast it on social media, let people know that you're ready <laughs> to get Kyrie back. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Chad, last thing, any final tips you want to share with the listeners? Um, anyone who wants to get into racing or into nutrition, any advice you want to share with those who are listening? I mean, oh, wow. There's, there's so much information out there, right? We're so saturated with it, right? It's just, we don't know where to begin. We don't know where to start. And that's, and that's the problem. I find, um, what I would say the biggest thing is try to find what works for you. Now, you, a lot of times, if you watch my videos, you'll hear me talk about formula, find what works for you. Because what works for me might not work for you. But, if you're taking the necessary steps to get there and find that formula, you that's successful, right? You're already on the road to success. You're getting there already. Um, and then you just, once you find that formula, which could take, this is not an overnight thing. Finding your formula where it works for you, it could take weeks, months, you know, maybe even in years, right? Because you're trying to get all the proper research and the proper vitamins and, and trying to customize it to what, to what you need, right? this is where coaching and instruction helps, right? Personal trainers, nutritionists, professionals, this is, you know, unfortunately they, they cost money a lot of times. So right now, one of the things I'm doing is I'm helping a lot of people out for free during, during all this. So I have a friend of mine who has a sister who's in really bad shape in, in, in Europe and Georgia, like near Russia somewhere. And I've been, I've been seeing her remotely and I got her on a, on a, uh, uh, a, uh, into uh elimination diet which is one of the more aggressive approaches right because that's you quitting all your high food allergens for a month right so that's most of probably what people eat they're not eating it for a month to try to figure out what triggers their body what is making their joints hurt what's making their bowels be unstable what's making their hair fall out what's making their skin react right? What's making their head itch and scalps, you know, what's, what's happening? Cause all those things are symptoms. They're not, they're not the issue, right? Those mm-hmm. are symptoms for what's really, what's happening inside. So we need to figure out what, what is it that's causing these things? So elimination diet is the best. It's the number one way to do that. And I got this lady on that and um, already she got massive results. She lost like 10 pounds, not in pain anymore. Cause she thought she had fibromyalgia. Her blood sugar is doing fine. Cause she had like a pre-diabetic uh, disposition. And she's great. And so, so you have to try to seek out that help. Is it that easy to, to get free help? No, but that's why you watch YouTube, right? Because that's free help. That's free help right there. So you just have to, unfortunately, if you don't know what, you, what you're listening to or what's going on, you fall victim to the information that you, you're hearing or, or it's presented to you in front of your face and you don't know if it's like, like BS. 
So you, so you kind of have to weed that out as well. So it's good to try to find people, uh, reputable people like you, Sean, Terrence, Ishmael, and you guys can guide them towards like the right information, right? Because you don't want to get information that's wrong and then they follow that and it doesn't make it any better. So, so you just, you have to try to get the proper information and then implement it, get implemented and, you know, create the formula for yourself and, and someone like me who's disciplined and right, who's kind of been through this for a long time, my formula changes every year because every year I might find some new information. Like, oh, I didn't know that yet. I mean, let me do that. And then I'll try something else. And so now one of my biggest things is now is antioxidants, right? How much, how much can I get antioxidants in my diet? Like how, from where and how much of it and how, because it's really antioxidants are the, is the fountain of youth in case you guys didn't know, right? Because it stops oxidation of the body, right? Which is cell degeneration, right? Our cells um, start to uh, degenerate and it creates disease. And so if you can just stop that, and uh, try to stay young longer, then why not? Why not do it? So that's that's the theme of my my nutrition this year is high antioxidants. You know, as opposed to early years, I might have been, um, you know, get as much BCAAs as I possibly can, or something like that. Just little tweaks, little tweaks in it. So, uh, 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 so yeah. So the formula always looks different. So that's that's what I can say. Just stick with it, even if it changes. Don't get frustrated. There's so much. There's so much information out there. Just so much. Awesome. Nice, nice. Um, please let our audience know where they can find you, how they can follow you, all of that. Okay, so definitely uh, have a pretty good presence on Instagram at Jazz OCR Athlete. That's a lot of times that's my basic uh, channel for like my regular life and everything exercise related. You know, I'll, I'll post workouts on there. I'm also on Instagram at Nutrition 101 by Charles, Nutrition 101 by Charles, uh, one word. And there I'm doing everything nutrition related. Uh, you can also find me on uh, YouTube at Nutrition 101 by Charles as well, where I'll have full length uh, videos on a lot of the topics that we talked about today. And uh, I'm on Facebook as well, but it's, that's, that's a lot of the content that I'm putting on there, I'm putting on Instagram or, or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jazz, thank you so much for being on the show. And we'll thank Ishmael Torres being on the show as well. This has been an awesome show with so many health nuggets. And episode 13 is officially in the books. Remember our quote from today the ultimate measure of a person is not where one stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where one stands in times of challenge and controversy. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Jazz, thank you so much for being on the show. And if you want to follow us on our Be More Today platforms, we are, are always on Facebook and Instagram at Be More Today. Our website is bemoretoday.com. You can find information about our book, about our music, about our podcast, of course. And subscribe to our podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube pages for our workouts as, as well. Uh, the Be More Today show is found on all major platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and CastBox. And we now have a contribution page. So if you want to contribute or contribute to our page, we greatly appreciate it to keep things moving. We brought some amazing people who are doing extraordinary things on this show, and we will continue to do so uh, with your support. For any thoughts that you have or questions you want to share, or if you have ideas for you want to see on the show, email us at be more the number two day at gmo.com or all of our social media platforms. And Terrence, great show again. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Yes, sir. And as always, folks, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life. 
and continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. Peace. I'm gonna be a better version of me.